Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Dana Buckler Show. My name is Dana, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jason Waters. Jason, how are you today, sir? Getting better by the minute. Outstanding. (laughs) All right, so this is one of these episodes we haven't done in a while. It's a a catching-up episode. We've uh, Summer's over. We're into mid-September right now as of this recording. Oh, summer's never over in Florida. No, this is, yeah, good point. (laughs) Good point. So lots of things have been out. Uh, I haven't really, really shot the shit with you too much on, on what you've been seeing. So yeah. I thought, you know, no time like the present to just do a, a catching up episode. Let's talk about some movies. I'd love to get your opinion on a lot of things. And I will chime in if it's something I've seen and okay. offer my commentary as well. So the floor is yours. What would you like to start with first? So let's start with Barbie. Okay. You seen it? I have not. Planning on it? When it hits streaming. VOD. Uh, so it's streaming now, but it's uh it's the buy it for twenty four dollars or rent it for I think it's nineteen. All right. Eventually so, it'll be down to a rental for like five. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. We've been doing this podcast for almost two years now, mm-hmm. you and I. Is this a movie you think I'm gonna enjoy? Uh yes. Okay. I I think it's an important movie okay i went into this with the lowest of expectations i absolutely love greta gerwig noah bumbach yeah um i thought this was going to be the stupidest movie i have ever seen um it's not i don't think it's the greatest movie i've ever seen but it is a serious commentary on the gender roles in the world right now and how we view each other really um I mean, to the point where I got a little teary at a couple of spots in this, which I was shocked at. Interesting. Because people told me, they're like, yeah, there's people crying in this movie. I'm like, and Barbie? Really? But it's it's really good. Margot, Ro- Ro- Margot Robbie does a great job. Um, It's a little bit long. It gets a little farcical towards the end. Um, But I definitely enjoyed the film. Well, one thing I can say about Barbie is I saw, I think I saw the teaser trailer when it came out. I've seen nothing since then. And I really still to this day have no idea what the movie's about. <laughs> so based on that recommendation, I will go into it cold. I don't want to know anything about it. I have heard quite a, quite a bit of chatter about this movie. <clears throat> yeah. So it's, you definitely have to suspend a little bit of belief, um, to watch it. But in the beginning, it's just all, you know, sunshine and roses and they're having they're having parties and enjoying themselves and then out of nowhere margot margot roby's barbie says hey do you guys ever think about death and it's just like one of those and you start to realize she's having a little bit of an existential crisis okay um that bleeds into a few other people and yeah i'll I'll, I'll leave it there okay it's it's definitely worth seeing I would say if you can see it in the theaters, do because it's a very colorful movie. If you can see it in a movie theater where there are not, I don't know, 90% drunk women, I would also recommend that. Okay. This movie has, and I'm not taking sides political. We don't do that on the Dana Buckler show. <laughs> but this movie has seemed to have um, alienated or, or at the very least irritated some on the far right. Can you speak to us why that is? Um, so this definitely, you could view this as a woke movie. I'm not sure why I would offend, if, if, if it should offend anyone, it should offend men. Um, it makes fun of men quite a lot. 
Um, but it does bring to light gender roles in the society and what women do versus what women can do or are allowed to do, I would say. Um, but I think a strong fart would upset the right at this point. Fair enough. Okay, Barbie. All right. Barbie. Um, next up. Next up. Let's go to one that uh, really freaked me out. Uh, talk to me. Talk to me. Have you seen it? Okay. So based on your recommendation and then one of the guys I work with, I started it <laughs> and then suddenly had to go into work early. Okay. And so I've only seen like the first 15 minutes. Okay. So I have no, I've seen, spoiler alert, I've seen to where they've hit the kangaroo at the beginning of the movie and left it. Okay. And I don't know if that's a metaphor for what's going to happen later on. Um, this is one of those films where I'm chomping at the bit to finish it. Okay. You should. Yeah. Um, it, this belongs in that category of there's, there's rarely, there's a very rare amount of movies that come out that just make you go. It's a fresh concept. Okay. Um, it is a blend of scary and grotesque. Oh, 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 oh. Um, cause I wasn't getting the grotesque vibe. I wasn't either. Okay. Um, it is a, the, the premise of it is there are a group of teenagers who have an embalmed hand of a psychic. Oh, that when you hold the hand and say, talk to me, you see a ghost. Oh, wow. Okay. So I didn't get any of that yeah, from the first you 10, don't. 15 yeah. minutes of the movie. No. Wow. Um, and then if you say, I'll let you in, you get possessed by that. Um, it almost looked like a demon, but a ghost. Oh, wow. And as long as you're holding the hand and a candle is lit, that person stays in there. And the rule is you're not supposed to go for longer than 90 seconds. Um, as you might imagine, rules get broken. So that would kind of semi-explain the cold open at the yes. high school, the yes. teenager's party. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Um, so that's what was, was happening there. This is the movie that I think I sent you that people are fainting um, watching really? this. At least that's what I've heard in some of the premieres. Uh, there, there were two parts that I could not, I, I literally had to turn away. Wow. And I can I can stomach a good bit. Yeah, no, I know, um, I know. Wow. And by it, the way, this thing has a ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Does it? Okay, I looked it up. Ninety five percent. It's good. Um, it's an Australian film for those um, who enjoy a good Australian accent. Yeah, it was. It, it is definitely worth seeing. Okay, all right. But, that's but warn, but watch it with the lights on. Okay, all right, all right. So that's talk to me. Yep. All right. Um, so by the way, just so you know, it's your your two for two on movies that I'm. Well, obviously, talk to me. I started. I just ran out of time. Had to. So, so far, there's two that I'm definitely like, yep, they're on my list. Okay. Uh, let's go into. I, I really don't want to call this a kids movie because I I liked it. Um, we're gonna go to a, a, a Marvel esque movie. Oh, okay. Uh, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Yeah. See, this is where you're gonna lose me. Okay. I uh, haven't seen the first one. Really? Yeah. No, it's not my thing. Really? Yeah, it's not. It's not my jam. So it, this is not your typical Marvel movie. It is so the the first one I absolutely loved. It won. It beat out. God, what did it beat out for best animated film uh, when it came out? But it was a shocker. Everyone went, "Whoa, what?" This picks up where that leaves off. Okay, and it's part of a at least a. I'm hoping it's a trilogy. I mean, I know there's another one coming out, but it's the second chapter 
definitely the darkest, definitely the deepest. It dives into what everyone now just comes to understand is the multiverse. Oh yeah. We're still doing that, huh? We're still doing that. Yeah. Um, because it is based in reality. So it's not something they made up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I really, I, I really liked it and it's a recommend for me. Okay. Um, That's into the spider verse. Yes. No, no, is that across no, the spider, across the spider verse. Okay. The All right. How about Renfield? I still haven't seen it. Now here's okay. the thing. Another podcast I listened to, they were very high on this movie, where most people have said this is a terrible movie. So, and they were high on it from the perspective of what were you expecting? Yes. You're expecting a Dracula, a vampire movie that also has Nick Cage playing Dracula. What were you expecting? They said it was great for what it was. Where do you stand on this movie, Renfield? <laughs> I agree with both of them. Okay. Um, it's not a great movie, but it is a fun movie. Uh, Nicholas Holt plays Renfield, who is Dracula's uh, familiar, his person who he's just attached to. Right. And it's, it is a very campy take on uh, going to these 12-step groups, trying to leave partners who are abusive to you. <laughs> I already love the concept. <laughs> I already love the concept. Um, and Nicolas Cage just plays a great Dracula. Um, it, it, if do not spend money to watch this, but okay. if when it becomes available to stream, take the time to watch it. Okay, it's, all right. It's, it's it's worth a good. Is hour. it on Peacock? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's a universal film. Yeah, I rented it, so I'm not sure. Okay. But it was it was good. All right. One of your absolute favorites that I know you died to, to see this year, Flash. The Flash. I finally did watch that, by the way. Yeah. Okay, so let's just let's just I just want to set this up for a moment, okay? So you and I are smart enough to know that <laughs> never trust the uh the hype machine yep. when especially in the day and age where you can buy publicity, where so here's what I know. Here's what I can tell you. Okay. Who's the cat? Uh, who's the cat that uh, directed the Guardians of the Galaxy films? Oh, James Gunn. Okay. So James Gunn, him along, him along with one other person gets hired by Warner Brothers to head up DC. Okay. So they inherit, inherit this mess, the Snyderverse mess of a movie. Yeah. All right. And in the can already filmed when they come on board is... The Shazam sequel, Aquaman Ugh. 2, The Flash. Black Adam? There was Black Adam. <laughs> there was a Batgirl movie that was finished, but they canceled it. They spent $70 million really? on it, and they just said, you know what? We're, not, we're just never going to put this out. And so The Flash is directed by Andy Muchetti, who probably most well-known as the director of the two It movies. Mm. And so you have James Gunn sitting on a pile of garbage heap of crap all right and he comes out there and says the flash his his words paraphrasing but essentially what he said was flash isn't just one of the best dc movies it's one of the best comic book films ever made james gunn said that up there with the up there with the dark knight okay a month later tom cruise comes out and makes a statement that he got a special screening of the flash at his house i'm sure he's got a beautiful home theater <laughs> and it's one of the great movies of all time now from what i understand tom cruise is really looking to get into some type of franchise mm. all right because there's a lot of money because <laughs> mission made. impossible is not yeah. good enough anymore so 
I'm going, what the fuck is everyone talking about? And then <laughs> the movie comes out. I really have no interest in seeing it. And then you see it. And I'm like, how is it? And you're like, it's not good. <laughs> not good at all. So when it finally hit the streaming, I put it on. And you were too kind <laughs> to the movie. It's awful. It's awful. Yep. It's, it's, it's like, I don't, I don't understand. Like that last 40 minutes of whatever the fuck we're doing. <laughs> uh, and, and you've got C, I don't care. Spoilers for the flash. Like you've got CGI Christopher Reeve and CGI, you know, Helen Slater. And I'm like, what the, f- what, what are we doing? It is one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. And it's putting aside how despicable a person Ezra Miller is in real life. And you get um, three of him in yes. this movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and putting putting all of that aside, because I, I like to think I can separate the art from the artist. I mean, we, we've had that discussion numerous times on the podcast. It sucks. Yeah. And Michael Keaton sucks in this movie. The whole, and I don't like to shit on movies, but this was a $300 million piece of shit. Yep. It's, it's awful. I'm it's, sorry. What did you think of the movie? <laughs> I thought it, I did not like the movie. I I really enjoyed seeing Michael Keaton as Batman again, but that was it. That was absolutely the end of it. Uh, the effects weren't finished, by the way. There yeah, is no. there are there are CGI shots in this movie that I'm like, how how, how is this getting out? And, and, and then and then I saw like back Zod. I'm like three we weeks. Did that twice? Like two or three weeks after the movie came out, there was like a press release that says. Go see the Flash now. They've tightened up some of the shots. <laughs> I'm like, what, are, what the fuck are we doing? That's oh, yeah. a that's a hard pass for me. And everyone's like, yep. So they just released the trailer for Aquaman two. I could give a shit. Uh, yeah. I didn't see the first Aquaman. No, I'm, uh, the first Aquaman was the only reason to watch that now is just to see the last film Amber Heard will ever be in. Oh, she's in the second one. She's in. The oh second. no, she's not. She, they, they had filmed uh. it. They had filmed it before this whole announcement, but her, from what I understand, they've cut her role down significantly. Yeah, they should have. All right. So that was, um, the flash. The flash. Oh, what to go to next? Um, well, we mentioned it before. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Yeah. Yeah. You saw that, right? I did see it. it. We saw that together. No. No, that's right. No, I saw, I saw, I saw a little bit after you in a non IMAX format because they only secured IMAX for one week. Yeah. Tom was furious about that. That was, I really enjoyed that movie. So I'm going to make a bold statement. Okay. Probably my favorite Mission Impossible movie. Uh, I still, I still think three is my favorite. Three is Ghost with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, no. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Ghost Protocol on the Burj Khalif. That's pretty good. I liked. The last one that came out, I like with Henry Cavill, Fallout. I like that one. Yeah. I like this one a lot more. Yeah. I like Fallout. I'd like this one a lot more. Fallout's still my favorite. I, I just like, and we'll keep the spoiler free, but the, the whole AI, like the, the, all, all of this. Oh, yeah. I just, I liked the plot of this movie. This, this seemed like a, oh, this could really end the world type yeah. scenario. Could be happening. Yeah. Where, whereas the other ones, it was the threat of nuclear war and, you know, what, but this thing was like, yeah. It was good, and the stunt work, and you had mentioned be the car chase sequence. Holy oh, Jesus hell. Christ! I, you know, every time with every single one of these, I'm like, I don't know how the action can keep getting better. Like, how do they film that? I mean, it's like you, you would expect, like Fast and the Furious, that yeah. by we're on Fast X now. Yeah, this sh- those car chase scenes should be impeccable. 
There's nothing terrible. There's nothing in any of the Fast and Furious movies that comes close to the car chase scene in this latest Mission Impossible movie. And the sad thing is, nobody really saw this movie. Yeah, no. It kind of came and went. Yep. Unfortunately. Yeah. No. I mean, this is this is up there. French Connection, Ronan. Yeah. I mean, this was this was great. It was good. So. All right, what's next on the list? Uh, how about Equalizer 3? Haven't seen any of them. Ah! I was just having this conversation me. yesterday. Antoine Fuqua is directing all three of these movies. Yeah. That means there's going to be some continuity, at least at least from you know story to story. I have seen clips from the first two Equalizers on YouTube. And for the life of me, Jason, I can't tell you why I've never seen these movies. They're, oh. they're, they've always been on my list of, I'm going to get around to that. Yeah. And then now I'm seeing a trailer for Equalizer 3. I'm like, shit, <laughs> I haven't seen the first one. And I'm, 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 I like Denzel. And, well, there's no way that Denzel can keep being an action star. I mean, he, how old is he? Oh, let's, let's find out real quick. Oh, I'm going to say he's in his sixties. Okay. Okay. Hey, Siri, how old is Denzel Washington? 68. 68. He didn't have that. I mean, Liam Nielsen is. Which I just okay. saw. I just saw Retribution with Liam hey, Neeson. Hey Siri, how old is Liam Nielsen? Oh, I didn't say that right. Hey Siri, how old is Liam Nielsen? I can't say <laughs> What did you put? Seventy-one. That Seventy-one. He's Seventy-one. Yeah, I, just, I saw Retribution with him last week. He's same, seventy-one and kicking ass. Same thing. But yeah, Denzel. So all three of these. Um, the first one was fantastic. The second one was. Um, it dragged and it was a little sad, but the third one was amazing. Okay, I, I loved it. All right, um, all three of them, great movies. Uh, and R rated, right? Yes. Oh yeah. You know what? We're gonna have to watch. We're gonna have to watch it out. Yeah. Pick it up. Um, shall we talk Oppenheimer? Let's talk Oppenheimer. Okay. Because you and I saw that film together. Mm-hmm. All right, and I think we can both say this was easily one of our most anticipated movies of the year. Yes. Christopher Nolan famously had Tenet in 2020, decided to release it in August of that year. Yep. Pre-vaccines, pre-Delta, pre- I saw that in the theaters. You and I probably the only two that saw it in in Ocala, because I went to an IMAX showing the day it came out, and I was the only person in the theater. Yep. Um, Having said that, I've I've grown to really like Tenet. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a great movie. Yeah. So what am I expecting when I go see a Christopher Nolan film? I am expecting- uh, spectacle. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean Marvel spectacle. I mean Nolan spectacle. Nolan spectacle is practical, crazy stunts over the top. If he can do it in camera, he's going to do it in camera. Right. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah. Now, with the story of Oppenheimer, well, this is about the creation of the atomic bomb. I'm expecting some type of spectacle. Mm-hmm. Oppenheimer is a three-hour movie which is two hours and 55 minutes of men in rooms talking. (laughs) Okay. And I think you and I, when we left that day, we were both like, well, that wasn't what we were expecting. Yeah. I might've checked my watch 10 times during that movie, a watch check. Oh, how much time? Shit. There's still two hours (laughs) left in this movie. I say all this because no one's going to argue that the performances are bad. The the performances are great. Mm. Okay. And it's a riveting story, and I learned a lot about the man, Robert J. Oppenheimer. Yes. Or J. Robert Oppenheimer. I'll say this. I left that theater and drove home disappointed. Yep. However, couldn't stop thinking about the movie days after seeing it. 
and realize that this may fall into the category of my expectations were in one place. My ex now watching the movie a second time or, or getting an opportunity to watch it a second time, knowing what I'm in for, I think I'm going to come away really liking the movie, but I don't believe it should have been released in July. Nope. As a big summer movie with Barbie. Yeah. Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. I, I swear to God <laughs> that any of these people that went and saw these teenage girls that went and saw Barbie, uh, Barbie and then decided, let's go see Oppenheimer. Maybe they learned something. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could watch Oppenheimer again. I might be able to watch the bomb sequences, but it was cool. The, I'm sorry. Sequences. No, no. It's not plural. <laughs> sorry. Bomb the, sequence. That's the one bomb. The one bomb see. sequence. But yeah, the the issue with Robert Downey Jr. and Killian Murphy just back and forth. I'm like, I, I was not interested in that at all. I mean, that just... The, the where they went with the movie, I think it could have been it could have focused on the man more than what happened afterwards or communism or I would have liked to have seen a movie that 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 took us more into that time at Los Alamos. Yes. Like there were things that ha- things went wrong in that two or three year period. People died. Yeah. I'm not saying I want to glorify that. But show me the struggle. And that's maybe that's that's what I thought I was getting. Yeah. I thought I was getting a, a movie about the man who changed the world by creating yeah. the worst weapon possible. Yeah. I mean, there is a movie called Fat Man and Little Boy where yeah. Paul Newman plays General Leslie Groves, the, the, the role that Matt Damon plays in this one. And that's a fascinating movie. Yeah. It's 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 89. Um it's good. Yeah. Uh, there's another one called, I think it's called The Race to the Bomb, which was a Canadian made for television movie. It's like three and a half hours long. It's really good. Yeah. I would much rather have watched a Ken Burns biopic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but it's interesting because when I came home that day, I was just kind of chilling on the couch. I went on YouTube and I put in uh, Oppenheimer documentary and a bunch came up and there was one from PBS and I started watching it. I'm like, this is this is fascinating. Like it was it was far more fascinating. People have asked me what's my review of Oppenheimer. I will say this. If you're a science nerd and you are interested in in this subject matter and the development of the atomic bomb and 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 you sprinkle in political intrigue, this might be a movie you want to watch. Yeah. All right. But if you have zero interest in this subject matter, you could give a shit. You, this, this is not the movie for you. Pass. It's yep. not the movie for you. So it's not a bad movie, and it will be nominated for a shit ton of Academy oh, Awards. Sure. Yeah. And Killian Murphy probably will win the Academy Award for Best Actor. It's the best performance I've seen this year. Yeah. So, so yeah. But it take it take it for what it is. It's yep. a long, long movie. Yep. Okay. Next. Uh, do you want to talk about Mobland? I do want to talk about Mobland. <laughs> All right. Let's so, talk about Mobland. Okay, let's let's talk about Mobland. All right, it's the well, it's a couple things. It's the latest movie. Uh, it's the latest John Travolta movie. Yes, written and directed by Nicholas Maggio. His first one, right? His first movie. Yep. Okay, and you may have, if you're scrolling through Amazon or Apple, you may have come across this in new releases under the video on demand. Area. This is this is one of these straight to video on demand, straight to red box type movies. Well, and I, I'm so mad at myself too because um, every Thursday I go out and see a movie, and I had the opportunity. I think it was about three four weeks ago to see Gran Turismo or Mobland. It was at Regal, 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, Bombland's out. I'm going to see that next week. Gone. So it was there for like a week. Here's here's the basic plot of the movie here, okay? So it says, deep in the heart of Dixie, in a small town struggling with the ravages of addiction, a local sheriff tries to maintain the peace when desperate... The piece when desperate family man Shelby robs a pill mill with his reckless brother-in-law Trey, but they supposedly, but the supposedly easy score takes a violent turn, alerting the New Orleans mafia revenge-seeking enforcer who threatens Shelby's wife and daughter. Okay, this movie was recommended to me by Adam Risky of F This Movie. I heard him mention it, and you know he said he's a big John Travolta fan. I mean, he recognizes that, you know, over the past 10 years, uh, uh, most of the movies that John have been in have been, you know, these small budget. Small supporting role. Yeah. yeah. He's, and, 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 you know, frankly, in some cases, the movies haven't been good. Yeah. John's always giving it a hundred percent. John is not a paycheck actor. He takes Correct. every role he, he takes very serious. Mm-hmm. So I went into this movie, I'll be honest with no expectations. You know, yeah. I just knew it was going to be, you know, it was going to be, you know, hour and 40 minutes. I couldn't stop watching this film. Yeah. I was actually quite engaged in the story. Now, John, let's make no mistake about it. John is not the, he's not the lead role in this movie. Yeah. He, they, he is a supporting role. I think that's my biggest complaint about this is the, yeah. the sheriff that he plays in this. I I wanted to see more of. Yeah. I, I've, I've actually, like I've said to myself, I, uh, we can make a movie about it, the sheriff, yeah, because it was interesting. But Stephen Dorff plays that New Orleans hitman recovery guy who, after after Shelby and Trey rob this doctor's this pill mill, you know, Stephen Dorff shows up and he's he's good in it. Like it's, it's, it, I love his performance. This is a, I was blown away. This is this movie is going under the radar. And it's it's. It's quite good for what it is. Like it's a, and, and I will say like the last 15 minutes of this movie, you don't know how this story is going to end. And when it's over, I'm just like, oh shit. <laughs> like things happen to characters that you're like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like that. I did not, I so did I, not see that coming. Yeah. I know. I, it is a complete surprise from start to finish. And, Steven Dorff's character is just this, I mean, nihilist, but nice guy murderer. Yeah. I mean, he goes into a diner and he's like, one of these is going to be your tip. And it was a, a 20 and a $1 bill. Uh, and at the end, she's like, which one was it? He's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. But to see his character arc from who he is when he comes to these small towns and is fascinated by people that live just ordinary lives to where he ends up. Yeah, cuz he has this line where he ha- he has some morals. Like he doesn't kill innocent doesn't people. Kill innocent people. You know, and I don't want to get into spoilers, but you know, Shelby who's our main protagonist of the story, you know, there's a line where he's like, you know, he goes, I thought you didn't kill innocent people and he's like, well, you're not innocent anymore. Like there's just <laughs> so I mean I, like this is a good movie. Yeah. Like this this reminded me of a like a gritty 1990s independent film that That's would have been would have like. gotten a big this would have gotten a big studio release like yeah. a, a a release a big theatrical release yeah in in the 90s yeah and I mean just John Travolta's Bodie yeah the I mean the gravitas he brings to that role yeah. when he goes out there to to speak to Shelby the first time 
just, I mean, you can tell he's, he knows what's going on. Yeah. And when he goes out there to speak with him yeah. a second time, you can tell he knows what's going on. Yeah. And just the, the way he, I mean, I, I can't, I would, I would love to, I would love to, if there were five more minutes in that movie. Yeah. Um, just to see his face at the end of it. No, because you don't, you just see the hand, <clears throat> the pick, hand picking it pick, up. Pick, pick, yeah. We're, we're keeping it spoiler free. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, Mobland's going to come with a, a big recommendation. Uh, I, I don't know where it is right now. I know I pay $20 to rent it when it, uh, I, so I, I, I should have just bought it. I bought it, it for nineteen ninety nine. It was, it was 24, it was 24 to buy 20 to, I don't remember. I just, yeah. I don't it was good. But I, that's the thing is if I, if I'm going to watch a movie again, I'll buy it and I would, Definitely would be rewatching this. Yeah. Yeah. This is this was a good one. It was a really good one. All right. So what do you got next on your list? Uh next on the list is probably <clears throat> I think one of the better movies that's come out um this summer. That's Meg Two. Mm. <laughs> you know, I um I actually I, actually I almost it. canceled a trip to New York City because <laughs> I was gonna miss an opportunity to see Meg Two in oh, the theater. Jeez. So here's the thing. I, I was literally in a show hole and I'm like, that's out. I'm gonna so, watch it. I went to theaters and I saw it. The only reason I saw the trailer for this is because it played in front of a movie I actually wanted to see. (laughs) Um, And I'm watching this. And all that's going through my mind watching the trailer is, oh, they're still doing this. Yeah, it's still a thing. There's going to be a Meg 3. Yeah, they're, they're, they're still doing this because, oh, that's right. These type of movies do well around the world because... Yep. You know, they, they can be translated into any languages. It's not about the dialogue. It's yep. about what's happening on screen. And, and yeah, I'm just like, I, I, I started the first Meg on a whim. Yeah. And I'd love to tell you that it was a fun, cheeky, I had a great time with it, <laughs> but I, I couldn't, I was like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, why does it have to be so convoluted? <laughs> why do they have to be in the bottom of the Mariana Trench? Okay. What? And release the Meg. Why can't there just be one out yeah. there? Like Jaws. There's, it's just there. Yeah. We found one. Okay. That's, why do you have to bring it there? Why do you have to have these underwater installations that don't really exist? Like, how oh, about we get the Kraken in this one too? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> now you're creating the Godzilla universe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh God. All right. So did you, did you see the thing through to the end? Oh yeah. Was yeah. there an end credit sequence? Um, I, I, I left immediately. Oh, good Lord. Okay. All right. Um, I can, I can keep going. Yeah, no, 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 please, um, please. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. All right. So that came out recently on D+. Yep. And I did not see this in the theater. I didn't either. I have zero interest. Uh, the Indiana Jones is a, is a trilogy for me that came out in... Crystal King or Crystal Skull. 80, 84, and 87. Was a dump. So I started this thing... Uh, you know, just, I got, I got through the cold open, you know, where they're like doing the de-aging stuff, Yeah, which I thought looked pretty good. It if I'm being honest, like yeah. it, it, it wasn't Grand Moth Tarkin good from Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. Uh, I was actually like, but it was missing something. What it was missing was a sense of, I don't know, just a sense of real. So it was missing Spielberg. Yeah. Spielberg Spielberg wasn't directing. I love James Mangold. Copland's amazing. Logan is yep. amazing. Yeah. This was this was missing something. And I know they de age people. Do something about the voice. 
Right? He sounded like an 80-year-old man in his 30s. Yeah. That belongs in a museum. <laughs> After I take my nap. Uh, I appreciate the fact you saw Harrison Ford with a shirtless when yeah. you first see him get up from his chair. And I was like, ah, oh, he's in good shape for 80 years old. Yeah. Uh, I just stopped. I, I just, I didn't care. Um, Did you see that thing through to the end? I saw it through to the end. And it's basically a reboot of the first one. Raiders. Yeah. Okay. So you've, you've got Nazis again. Again, they're the antagonists. Mm-hmm. The point of it is to find a, De- the the dial of destiny, which would allow someone uh, to—it's got to be time travel, right? Time travel—it's got to be. Yeah. I haven't even gotten that far into it. Like it has to be time travel. Yeah. So good old Archimedes um, from 200 BC created a dial that could predict temporal shifts and changes, and would allow someone to go back in time. And of course, the Nazis want it. And the Nazis want it because they've now lost the war, and one of the uh Nazi scientist has decided he's going to go back and go ahead and fix it just to make sure that the Nazis win. Okay. Um so it's it's the same thing again. Okay. As one. Um long too. Yes. I like it. Okay. Um so we get uh, uh, better than Crystal Skull? Anything's better than Crystal Skull. Okay. Huh? Um you get an Indiana Jones in this one that is um, extremely sad. Huh. Um, you find out early on that his son died in World War II. Mutt? Yep. No. How could he have died in World War II? Or maybe it was the Korean War. Because this takes place in the 50s, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, because Mutt? No, I think it is World War II. Because Mutt's... Because Crystal Skull takes place in the 50s. Because... They're already doing atomic testing at the beginning of the movie, which would have been post World War. What's that? Uh, that would have been forty four. Well, I thought the was that supposed to be the Trinity test? I, you know what? <laughs> Crystal Skull. Fuck it. <laughs> Why are we okay? <laughs> okay, so Mutt Mutt didn't survive. Mutt did not survive. Okay, he, he died. That was a whole lot. I'm sorry. That was a whole yeah. lot. Of- <laughs> I guess they never really actually did say, but he died in the war. So it's. It's ruined him. He's now no longer with Marion. Okay. Um, because the grief overtook her and she couldn't deal with him because he just can't get over it. Right. Okay. Um, so he is a professor at a shitty little college in New York. And it is uh, the day that we meet him. He's that's his last day at work. He's retiring. He's retiring. Okay. He's retiring, getting out of the business. And lo and behold, someone from his past comes back who wants help finding the dial of destiny. And the Nazis also come back wanting the Dial of Destiny. Okay. So it takes off from there. I'm assuming you could probably figure out where it goes. He does time travel. A little bit. Just a little bit. (laughs) Let me ask you this, uh, because I'm never going to watch this. Does Karen Allen make an appearance in this movie? Yes. Okay. Um, And the way that she makes the appearance. Does Kate Capshaw make an appearance in this movie? I don't think so. Okay. Um, The way that she makes her appearance and the way that they... And it is very endearing. Okay. Um, and is it Sala? Yeah. yeah. He makes an appearance in the movie. Okay. He's back. He's now a cab driver in New York. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus would, Christ. I would say it's if you if you don't want to get through all the mess, watching the scene, the end scene with him and Karen Allen is it's touching. Okay. It's a, it was a good way to end the series. Okay. Hopefully end the series. 
If Indiana Jones fucking six comes out, we're going to talk. All right. Let's do a couple more. Okay. Creed three. I did see Creed three. Okay. What'd you think? I did. Um, Our first Michael B. Jordan directed film. Yeah. Let's be honest. Okay. I I liked the first Creed Mm -hmm. quite a bit. Yep. Ryan Coogler directed that. Yep. Creed 2. I know a lot of people don't like Creed 2. I think that is the spiritual success or sequel to Rocky 4. To Rocky 4. And I think that movie was ambitious. Yeah. You know, it's taking place all over fighting in Russia. And I thought, I thought it was all. I thought Creed 3 was just scaled back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I was like, so Jonathan Majors shows up and, you know, we're learning about, you know, the past and he's done some prison time and, you know, it is what it is. They're eventually going to end up fighting. Yeah. Okay. You know how to describe Creed 3? Fine. It was okay. It was all right. Yeah. I didn't get the energy from the set, from the final fight that I get in any no, other Rocky movie. I was movie. so upset with that where they just black out the yeah, crowd. Yeah. And like, just, what are we doing? That's yeah. like, that just didn't feel. It should have been, they should have followed the rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Like do like, uh, I'm sorry. You're, you're part of the Rocky universe. Yeah. We're paying our 18 bucks by now to, to see that final fight in the last 20, 30 minutes of the movie. And that's the thing is we don't get Rocky in this movie. No, no. He won't have anything to do with it because yeah. he's in a, bitter you know custody battle over the rights for rocky with the erwin erwin winkler and the chart offs yeah. because they own the rights and he wants it yeah and and so uh creed 3 perfectly fine yeah if um again it's one of those if you've got nothing else to do yeah and you like the first two then yeah, yeah. you should watch it i was like when i was flying uh, i was flying home from uh, phoenix i had a four-hour flight and i'm looking at the in-flight in-flight entertainment it had all three creeds available. <laughs> I put on two. <laughs> That's a smart choice. And I had I had seen all three of them. I'm like, ah, you know what? I like I like the Drago angle. Yeah. No, I love it at the end. And of course, Drago is in Creed three. Yeah. You know, the son. No, but, I I love the end of Drago when he just tosses that. Oh yeah, that was, listen, like, that oh, was great. Man, so good, so good. All right, what else you got? I think the rest of mine are might be kids movies. So, um, Little Mermaid. Live action? Uh, uh, no, you haven't seen it. No, um, it's not worth watching. No, it, it didn't look worth watching. The whole controversy. I mean, they got to quit making these fucking live action movies out of Disney movies. But they're not live action. They're CGI. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like people are like, oh, did you watch the live action Lion King? Oh, when are they going to make that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot they taught live the live action Jungle Book. When, <laughs> when's that going to be made? Like, what are we like? If I see these movies in the theater, then I'm telling Disney that I think it's okay that they keep making these movies. So yeah. no, I won't Stop. watch them. I'm ge- I guarantee you, Snow White is next. They've sure, got, they've got to be doing that. Absolutely. Sleeping um, Beauty. I guess I already did that with Magno, Mag, Mag, Melissa Pint or whatever. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. Yep. I've heard good. It's good. I've heard good. I, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I love the Ninja Turtles. Um, I, I've heard this one is very clever. Yeah. The Nickelodeon series, I think is seven seasons. Loved it. Okay. My kids were like, hey, can we watch this? I'm like, absolutely. Really All right. good. Let me add one to the list real quick okay. that I saw. I'm not saying I'm recommending it. I, <laughs> I saw the first 30 minutes of Strays. Oh, how was that? Oh, not good. Nah. Not good. I'm going to end up watching that. You watch. It, it just, they lean so heavy into the the vulgarity. Oh, really? That, that's like, hey, we're a, we're an R-rated movie with talking dogs, you know? <laughs> we're, but we're, we're, we're going to, you know, it's like that movie Food Fight. 
Oh god. Which was awful. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's like, all right, cool. The, the gimmick that these dogs all communicate with each other and they cuss a lot. Yeah. Uh, that wears off after five minutes. Now give me a compelling, interesting story with interesting talking dogs, interesting yeah. characters. I just turned it off. I was like, this is, this is, it is stupid. Not good. Um, a couple that I watched that I would not recommend. Okay. Um, to catch killer. No. Shailene Woodley. No. Um, not good at all. Insidious Red Door. Haven't seen any of them. Um, the first one was okay, uh, for what it was. Um, first one I would say is worth seeing. None of the others are okay. worth seeing. Um, and I saw that in the theaters and I was a little bit upset. Uh, last one I'll give you Gran Turismo. So I'll start by saying I'm an Xbox guy. Okay. Um, the last time I played a Gran Turismo game would have been Gran Turismo 2 on the original PlayStation back in the late 90s. Woof. So. Have you seen the, the trailer for it? I've seen the trailer. And it, it doesn't make any sense. No. They're taking video game players and putting them in race cars. Because he was that good. Yeah. He was that. I'm fucking good at Madden. <laughs> well, you need to join the Gator team. then. Yeah. <laughs> or Tennessee. Yeah. Like I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at Call of Duty. No, I'm good. No thanks. But no, so it's it's the whole based on a true story. Um, I don't recommend watching it if and unless you really love the game or you really love the behind the scenes stuff. It's, it's worth the watch when it comes out. Though, did you see who it's directed by? Huh? Neil Blancout. Blancout, the guy that directed District Nine. Oh, he He's, also directed Ted K, didn't he? He uh, he directed and, uh, Chappie, 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 and Elysium. Yeah, the Matt Damon one. You see him? Uh, I could take that. Good really. premise, but yeah. Yeah. well, that's interesting. All right. Um, so we're yeah. If, if you can catch it for free, it's it's good to see. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll put it on. Um, yeah. All right, Jason. Well, thank you so much for for taking a little time out of your day to to, to yes, get caught fun. up, get 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 me caught up on on the movies. Anything coming down the next few months you're looking forward to? Anything catching your eye? Oh gosh, what was it? Hang on one second. Let me look this up. Uh, I'll tell you the new Alexander Payne movie. I can't recall the name of it with Paul yes, Giamatti. With Paul Giamatti. Yeah, that that's that's on my radar for sure. Uh, obviously, the new Scorsese movie, Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flowers Moon. That look. That's 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 going to be on my list. Uh, uh, the Marvels. See, <laughs> let me ask you this: Are you going to see The Exorcist? Okay, before we close out, I'm going to tell a quick little anecdote here. We had a, we were under a hurricane advisory a few weeks ago. And so, you know, we had to shut the restaurant down, more of a precaution. We weren't in the direct path, but if the storm was to take a turn, you know, it's better safe to be sorry. So I, I had a day off. Yep. And my girlfriend had never seen the original Exorcist. And this happens to be the 50th anniversary of, of the release of The Exorcist. And so we had an opportunity to sit down and watch it. And, you know, her comments to me in the beginning, I think, were reasonable. She's okay. like, I'm before she watched, she's like, I'm sure I'm going to find this a little bit hokey mm -hmm. and date it, you know, because it's 50 years old. Right. And I said, well, I said, that might be the case for a lot of movies from back then. But I'm telling you right now. There's a reason why this movie is still talked about 50 years later, yeah. because it was so controversial and so people had never seen anything like it. And to watch her reactions in real time to this movie, she was aghast at some of what was happening. She was shocked by some of what yeah. was happening. And when it's over, I said, how was it? She goes, that was fucking amazing. <laughs> she goes, holy shit. That was an amazing film. Now. 
your question was, am I going to see the new Exorcist? Yes. Which is, I guess, a legacy sequel because Ellen Burstyn is in the movie. Correct. Okay. David Gordon Green is directing it. He's coming off of his Halloween, of Halloween trilogy, yeah. which I'm a fan of all yeah. three of them. I like two. Sorry, I like I like two of them, not two. So this is part of a trilogy, these Exorcist movies. And this one is Exorcist Believer. Is that what it's called? I think so. Uh, it's going to depend what makes the original Exorcist so special and where horror movies get it so wrong by today's standards. The original Exorcist doesn't start off with some supernatural horror. There's a cold open with a kill. Right. It takes its time and you get to know your characters and then slowly ratchets, uh, ratchets up what's happening to them. Yeah. That's not going to happen with this movie. That's not what the algorithm says now. So if he's going to take, I've seen the trailer and it's the two girls, like, like two girls in high school or maybe middle school, they look young. If he's going to show them living normal day-to-day lives for like the first 20, 30 minutes of the movie and then things start to happen, I'll say, okay, that's, that's the right formula. Yeah. But I, I'm, my fear is we're going to have a cold open kill, very gory, very graphic, because that's the world that's we're living the in. So, yep, version of so it. I'm going in with, I don't know yet. Okay. I like David Gordon Green, though. I liked all three of those Halloween movies. Yeah. Where do you stand on it? I'm going to see it. Yeah. Um, I might wait for your 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 opinion. So yeah, your I'm still, I'm still. Exorcist one was revolutionary. Two was. Terrible. Awful. Three is Three's amazing. Great. I'm gonna see it, and just because it's it's the legacy. Yeah. I want to see what what a 92 year old Ellen Burstyn yeah, can Reagan, bring. Reagan is not in it. No. So, no. Um, Linda Blair's not in it. Yeah. So I, what's she doing? She can't be in it. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but I, I'm wondering if they they kill her off or yeah. what happens. So she, had a, just, she had a horror movie convention. You can't. You can't. <laughs> what, what are you doing, Linda Blair? Um. So yeah, I'm gonna see it. I'm All looking right. forward to it. All right. Um, the only other one that I've got, other than the Alexander Payne one, is possibly Wonka. No, you're on your own on that one. <laughs> I'll see what Timothy Chalamet can do with that. They're <sighs> trying to make him a big movie star, aren't they? No. He, he, he has said that he will never do a franchise movie, which, I mean, to me, Dune was fucking Dune's funny. a franchise movie. Wonka's a franchise movie. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. I, I like him, though. Yeah, they're trying to. We don't. We don't live in a world where there's movie stars anymore. Just, just recognizable brands. Yep, that's it. So, all right, Jason, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks, everyone, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will talk soon.